Welcome to the So Far So Rare podcast. I'm joined today by David, aka So Rare Monkey. Mr. Monkey, how are you? Very well, yeah. What about yourself? You got I'm over good. your cold? Getting there. We're getting there. I think the only thing left is a slight sniffle and a cough, but mentally we're all good. Back, I'm going to say I'm back to 90%, so I'm just leaving myself 10% leeway for saying stupid things. Um, <laughs> but you've been on before. I don't know when it was. It feels like a while ago. Um, so give people just a quick sort of rundown on where you're at, how long you've been on SoRare, all that stuff, so they know where you're coming from when you're ranting and raving about SoRare in the next hour. All that good stuff. Yeah, no, I think I was on about just before my first ever win. So it would have been like November, not last year, the year before. So just over a year ago or so. But uh, yeah, no, I signed up to So Rare in the summer of 2020. Like a complete idiot. I looked at it, thought, I don't know anything about Ethereum. I'll leave that. And then came back nine months later, just after the Gary V boom, like mm. all the boomers did. And uh, then realised everything had shot up in price and uh, I chafed myself. But I took a very slow sort of, um, you know, method to sort of getting players and understanding the game. I probably spent three or four months consuming media, your media, you know, Andrew Laird and Pierce, you did some excellent stuff at the time that was really good for sort of newer managers. And, you know, that really helped. And then I guess it was about the summer of 2021 when I really started sort of taking it seriously. Mm. And now you've amassed a bit of a gallery. You've got 100 <laughs> rares yeah. and, I don't know, 30, 40 super rares, I think. I, ch- I don't have it in front of me, but I did look earlier. Yeah, no, I I, I started playing, we can talk about it as well if you want, but I started playing MLB um, literally just to sort of, you know, to play it, see if I liked it. And I really enjoyed it. So I've got quite a few cards on that. Uh, started playing NBA, really enjoyed that. Although I have sold a few of the rares recently and a few limiteds, trying to get some money to buy cards for football. Uh, but yeah, I think I've got over, I don't know, 1,200 cards across all of them now. Sort of nearly, nearly 900 limiteds, 350 rares and 40 super rares or something like that. In that ballpark, but there a lot of them are, you know, wait and see jobs. I yeah. like to buy players before they. I don't buy players at the top. Very rarely, I like mm. to buy players and sit on them until they become good. Just collect them all, and then some of them will pop off. Are you good at selling when the time comes? Uh, I am, but I sort of hate myself afterwards. <laughs> yeah, I've yeah. got no problem. Like, you know, we're in a, a forum together, and like, I speak to some of the guys in there as well, and you know. I often will say, like, this guy's right at the top at the moment. Should I sell him? And someone like Pierce, you will say, you'd be an absolute moron to sell him. And uh, then I'll go and sell him. And I'll go, yeah, actually, you probably were a bit, I probably was a bit of a moron to sell him. But uh, you sort of reach a point when you're growing a gallery this way where you've got a lot of average cards who potentially could become big cards, Mm. but you haven't got as many big cards. So it's tough winning. Uh, But I've still managed to get a few wins. So. Can't complain. Yeah, I suppose it's more than me. That's the thing, isn't it? It's it's just it's such a hard one. Whenever it's like winning, I was listening to Andy Laird and PSU Talk, actually a great podcast. Um, but it's about like winning for the now or kind of buying cards and holding them for their potential in the future. And it's just really hard balance. And it does t- come down to gallery value and what percentage of your gallery is tied up. And you know, it, but it is tough because I know I'm a guy who likes to speculate on the future and hold guys longer term and. But you're, you, there's a lot of opportunity cost there. Like, I probably have 
again, this sounds like, all right, big man, but I probably have... Okay, before I say this, I should probably check what a super rare Kimmich is worth. What's a super rare Kimmich worth? A super rare Kimmich last sold for a 26 ETH ones in the market. I probably have a super rare Joshua Kimmich worth a shite lying around. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But, and what would win me much more now? The super rare Joshua Kimmich. <laughs> but it's so hard to motivate yourself to sell all that stuff, to get the stuff you need to have now to win now. And, like, I have a prime example. I don't know how bad I am at this. I listed a few cards up. I've won a Lewandowski recently. I won a Gakbo recently. Mark Bartra, Manuel Benson. Was it Juan Hernandez? It was some guy from the MLS. Yeah, he's um, good. Hold on to him. Okay, he's, he's gone. He's gone. Um, Fair enough. <laughs> Ma- Ma- I'll tell you the story. And Masraoui, Masraoui, um, he's out for like eight weeks now or something. I heard he's taking a break from football. It might have been a just one-off, might have been a bullshit article, but I've seen he's out for like a couple of months anyway. And someone offered me Antonio Rudiger on a swap deal. They're worth similar-ish, but I thought Rudiger might work with my Courtois. And then I've got like Courtois, Rudiger, Cruz and Vinicius. I've got the guts of like a Real Madrid stack for those midweeks come on and I thought Rudiger makes more sense to me than Amazrao both are over 23 international eligibility blah, blah 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 so I don't mind that move but the Juan Hernandez again the reason I'm talking about these is because in my head it was let's move all this stuff but then people start coming at you with half decent offers and you're like okay all of a sudden I've got to blow Rudiger instead of the Masrui, which again is a card that isn't going to hit the peak scores I need to win but it's another Real Madrid player to go into that stack that has midweek utility, international utility. And I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. So now I've got bloody Rudiger, who'll probably stay with me for a while. And then I got an offer for that Juan Hernandez of a Jack Price super rare. And I was like, Jack Price used to be pretty, pretty fucking good. So I went and had a look, and he did used to be pretty fucking good. And he was out with an injury and whatever last season, but apparently he's back this year. Messaged MLS card guy, said, what do I do? He said he'd take the Jack Price over the Juan Hernandez. And I managed to wangle a red X. I say I managed to wangle. I basically got nothing other than a training goalkeeper, some rare William Dutuis, Dutois, um, who used to play at Ouston or something um, to sweeten the deal. But that's like a, that's like a not point not one card. So basically, I swapped... My rare for the Jack Price. So now all of a sudden, from going from Mr. Discipline and trying to get some Ethan sell stuff and be good, I've ended up with a Jack Price super rare, a Red X goalkeeper, and Antonio Rudiger. To be fair, I think Jack Price, yeah, he had an awful season last year, but you know, I think he could have a bounce back year. I think he's probably in a good spot for that. They've made a couple of decent signings so far. Um, but yeah, that's a tough call. It's, it's more. It's, sorry, I'll, exactly no, I'll let you go. I'll let you go. But what I want to say is, it's just around that point of like, it's so hard to like, actually be disciplined and not hoard a load of shit. Do you know? It is. I mean, I, I'm exactly the same. You know, as you can see, I've got a bloody massive gallery of which probably fifty percent of it is you know not useful really for any competition at the moment. But um, like I've been selling NBA cards over the last couple of days to try and raise some funds to buy some super rares, you know, Mm. in various regions. I've been buying quite a few cards that I wanted to get and, you know, trying to leave that money in your balance is impossible. Literally, it ticks up and as fast as it ticks up, I'm buying players. It stays Mm. the same. But I've got a reasonable balance at the moment for me, but uh, it's so difficult keeping it. I'm trying to buy a unique forward. Because if I can get a unique forward, 
I think there's there's a world coming and maybe there'll be a small spell where I've got your man um, Aziz Behic at Dundee United. I'll have Benjamin Andre who's solid, Nicholas Dorsch who's incredible when he plays. If I can get a forward and then throw in like a Lucas Hradecki super rare, I might actually be able to try for that unique threshold because I'm pretty sure you're allowed a super rare goalie. Otherwise, I could even actually just lump it into champ and get slaughtered or throw it into all-star unique for the laugh. But I need a unique forward and scouting isn't fun um, because I keep I keep screwing myself because I keep wanting an under-23 because I kind of want the out of like, okay, well, Dorsch or Benjamin Andre or whoever suspended, I can't feel this in unique this week. Let's just plug this under-23 unique f- forward into my under-23 super rare lineup, you know? But it's it's not fun. Have you ever thought about uniques? You've enough super rares to probably have thought about it. Yeah, I have thought about it, actually. The, the closest I've come was probably today. Um, I, do, I, I, I just can't afford to buy... If I bought one, it would be an uber-cheap one. You know, like, I found, found one for 0.5 today who's moved from Europe back to Argentina... Um, I say found, it was recommended to me by a guy in, that knows his stuff in Argentina. He's potentially going to be over set, all set pieces for his for a reasonably good team. And so he'd have a decent base. He is a midfielder card, not a striker card. Mm. And at the moment, he's listed on the market for 0.499, under half an ETH. Do you want to know his name or you know, does that worry <laughs> Are you buying him? No. No, I'm not going to buy it. So, but tell I don't want to like, tell you and then you like tell spend your spuds on it. I might. <laughs> tell so, me he's, he's old though, Jose Souza. Oh, was it Souza? Did he play in Turkey? He did play in Turkey, yeah. <coughs> so he's, he's off to South America. Yes, and it looks like from pre-season he's going to be the set piece, set piece taking midfielder for... Oh, I can't remember. Is it Estier? Oh, I'm awful at remembering names of teams. Oh, I'm going to take the ball, uh, aren't I? You're going to do this to me. And he's got, at the moment, he's got like a low, because the reason it's been recommended is because he's got a low L5 at the moment. A low L15, I mean. So potentially he's useful, you know, in a variety of competitions in a few weeks. But, um... Oh, miss. I don't need a but... midfielder who's 37 playing in Argentina for Estudiantes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's sort of you know, it's a short term one, but half an eighth. You know, if if yeah. if I had like, you know, six or seven to uh, six or seven uniques, and that would enable me to rotate other ones in and out, then I'd potentially go for it. Yeah, but, you know, th- it's so tough on trigger. I think because I've got two midfielders and a defender, I really need a forward or another defender. The last thing I need is another mid because I won't be able to use them all in one. And I think my two mids are actually relatively strong. Like Benjamin Andre and Dorsch, if they're both fit and playing, they can both shoot 60s just with AA. So that I should be I... the name of the pod. I don't need another bloody midfielder, literally. <laughs> yeah. I get so many more midfielders than any other position. Do you have a million? Of midfielders, yeah. I mean, literally, yeah. when I'm doing my training lineups, I always put in two midfielders until I reach a point where I think that I need to check and make sure that oh, you know, I can average them out. I have 208 midfielders, 248 defenders. So defenders are my weak spot, obviously. Yeah, I'm just looking now. Well, it's um, these unique forwards are not. They're such a ball ache. Like I looked at actually before he scored that goal, Yahan Bakash, Yahan Bakash, 
Alareza Johanbakers, I don't know how you say it. The guy who plays for Feyenoord. But, oh, yeah, 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 sorry, yeah. So he's uh, on Besiktas' radar. He's playing there at Feyenoord. He's in and he out was at Brighton for a while, wasn't he? Yeah, but I mean, he's only 27. I mean, I, I, he's one of those guys, right, who, regardless of whatever he is, isn't, or how good he is or isn't, I've seen his name pop up as the scorer a lot of times in my life. Do you know what I mean? Like, in following football between FPL and So Rare and following Feyenoord games and whatever else, this guy's name pops up. You know what I mean? Like, he scores. And his yeah, unique yeah. is on the market for 1.758. And you get a wee bit off that. He's only 27, he? 28. 27, 28. Another five, six years. Linked to Turkey. This is a guy who... International um, for Iran, I believe. Not exactly nailed for them, to be honest with you. Got a few minutes to the World Cup, though. I don't know. I look at that and I'm like, okay, maybe we get that one for 1.25 or something. And you, you sit on him and there's a wee forward, but... Anyway, forwards is tough. I mean, I'm trying, I'm trying to buy at the moment. I'm trying to buy a super rare keeper. I've got one which should start somewhere, and I've got one forward. I really need another goalkeeper who's a locked in starter and a forward. Mm. And they're, they're just so difficult to find decent ones that have got flaws. But yeah, they are. But I'm ranting on here about uniques. That's where my head's at. I don't know how to find one, and I'm trying my best. Basically, I'm having a nightmare trying to re get funds because every time I have a chance I keep getting bloody jack prices and Antonio Rudiger's but something <laughs> was announced um, between and I just want to announce to everyone what, listening, this has been recorded on Monday because I'm off on a little trip for a few days so I won't be here to record later in the week so we're recording this early in the week so there probably will be more announcements they'll be discussed in next week's podcast but they announced um, the Serie A fans, we've got something special for you, two new competitions will run on three game weeks starting from 337 that's January the 13th, and exclusive prizes to win, such as game tickets and jerseys. I'll, I'll explain this to you, and then we'll talk about this, because I think this is more just an interesting conversation around like the the possibilities, I suppose, more than, you know, this is this shows what's possible. Gameplay and eligibility, there's basically the Challenge and the Challenge Pro. The Challenge is for Limiteds, and the Challenge Pro is for the other three scarcities. It's 337, 339, and 341, the game weeks. Three game weeks. Um... And then basically, each game week, there will be stars, tier 1s, tier 2s, tier 3 limiteds given out to the challenge. And then the overall leaderboard from the three weeks, there will be two regular match tickets and a signed Serie A jersey given away to three different people. And then the other 10 people will just get the signed jersey. And then 11th to 25th will get jerseys that aren't signed, which is nice. And then for the challenge pro, which is people using their rares, super rares and uniques, There'll be um, rare star rares and tier one rares and stuff given away each week, but then at the overall leaderboard there will be VIP match tickets and signed jerseys. So it's kind of like if you're a diehard Serie A lover, imagine you were a Napoli fan with a Napoli stack. I mean that's really fun. Yeah, uh, you've got some Napoli players, haven't you? Oh, it's kind of been a long, arduous process. Oh, no, yeah, but he went. Yeah, the, course, yeah. He went to Chelsea on me. Uh, Fabian Ruiz went to PSG on me. Um, Di Lorenzo stayed. I got a Mario Ruiz super rare to try and level it up. And then Mario Mario Ruiz, Rui, however you're meant to say it, is the most heartbreaking player on this platform. I don't know if anyone else has him, right? 
He is legitimately the fourth best defender in the game at the minute, according to so rare data. If you look at his scores, I'll, I'll read you his last five scores. In fact, I could read you his last million and it doesn't get any less impressive. His last five. <laughs> 90, 100, 83, 35, 100. The problem is, they are all sandwiched with DMPs. If he was actually nailed and actually started, his price is scary. He's too good. I've got a super rare. The problem is you don't know when to use him. I actually looked at his unique. Pavel's got two of them. And I thought, that's a champion Europe defender who can score as well as anyone on the platform. All you need is him to be nailed. But then I thought to myself, maybe I'm just doing a John Nellis and buying something I definitely don't need. A unique Mario Rui who you can never tell if he's playing or not. But like his scores, have you got them there? Yeah, I'm just looking now, yeah. It's actually like just stupid. Oh, that is that is gorgeous and ugly. It's like 183, yeah. 90, 100 DMP, 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 35 DMP, 100. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. But if, yeah. if he could, if 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 he could be nailed, or even if the thing is, it's about knowing when he's going to play, because the rota- it, it is a bit of a rotation with your man as a Diego Oliveira or something. It looks like he's been playing in Europe, but he's not been playing at the weekends. It's Matthias Oliveira he rotates with. Uh, He's a good player. Yeah, that's the problem. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's the kind of player that you'd love to to have if he was playing every week, but Mm. how do you use him? How long does his contract run out? Uh, 2025. Need your man Oliveira to be snapped up and piss off. That's what we need. But anyway, a ball player actually earlier that was um, there's rumours of him leaving the Premier League and going back to Argentina, uh, but his contract ends next summer anyway, so he will be going somewhere. Lanzini, classy player. Like if he falls into the right team, and I don't even know, I could see him in the MLS or something. Yeah, well, there's talk of him going to River Plate, which I think you know he's obviously Argentinian. That'd be a decent stop. So I found one for like 0.15 or something like that, but. It's a cool card too because he's got the big cut in his eyebrow. Yeah, yeah, he has, yeah. I, I had to look that. at that. I thought, is that like a stain or something like that? I had to zoom in to have a look. Yeah. But yeah, so, you know, I don't mind punting on those sort of players, but I like them to be able to going to be leaving relatively soon. You know, you don't want to wait for three years for Rui to go somewhere, do you? No. I did actually, I recorded a very fun video um, that people will see after this. So do subscribe to the channel while you're here. And if you're listening, go over to the YouTube channel and subscribe. Um, I asked 10 so rare experts who their one pick for 2023 is. And they had to tell me. And then I recorded it all. So I've got 10 experts worth of players for 2023. Now I thought what was funny about it is it's what is an expert. So I just picked like 10 people who might know what they're on about. But I'm keeping it anonymous because it can't be ours being like, are they an expert or are they not? The drama. Yeah, you don't know out people, but you know, even experts, even like the person that knows the most about the league is not going to get everything right, are they? Oh, so, they butcher some things. So if I was to ask you one player you'd buy for the year, who would it be? Ooh. Uh, is price no object? 
Or do we've got if, to fit within you, my you, budget? You, uh, no, well, I don't just go Harland unique. You know what I mean? Well, like, you know, yeah, that's the obvious one, isn't it? That's the trouble. No, but I mean, like, okay, let's let's say for the average punter, I don't know. Let let's give you like a whatever a five hundred quid budget. But I mean, they could buy a limited. If you could buy one player to hold for the year, you're not allowed to do anything else. You have to buy it and walk away. Who are you buying? I really, at the moment, I, there's a card I really want is uh, Drewisi. He plays for Austin in the MLS. Mm. Um, you know, he constantly scores really well. He's a little bit more than the, his rares, what, 700 quid or something like that. Um, brilliant player, but, you know, you just worry with buying players in the MLS when they're sort of that good that potentially they could get a move and then become less mm. good. So, yeah, but he, he's a guy that I definitely, he's been on my radar for ages. Um, I didn't realise he was so young. Yeah, no, he, where did he go? He went to Zenit, didn't he? He was at Zenit and then came across to Austin. But yeah, you know, he's a decent player. So potentially he's still got a move back to Europe in him. Um, but yeah, no, he's solid. You know, a lot of the guys I want at the moment are MLS because, you know, it's the perfect time to buy. You know, the cycle sort of runs. And, you know, if you're playing the game perfectly, you were probably buying MLS cards last October. But, you know, most people don't. Now is a good time, and they'll really start to pump as you get towards sort of February. Do you know, so at the moment, I just want to put money into there. That that Jack Price almost gave me a wee kick in the, in the gonads and said, John, look at me, and the MLS. And now I've got my eyes on, and I, I don't know why my head went to Walker Zimmerman. I don't know who the best defender is now. I just remember he was the guy like a year ago, or like a year and a half ago. Um, who, if are you into the MLS? If you are, who would yeah, be the, love the it. best yeah, defensive? Who'd be the best defensive stack? Um, uh, Dallas were quite good, so Martin Pies, but then who'd you play with him? Um, Nashville's the, sort of the go-to one, which is Walker Zimmerman and um, uh, Willis. Joe Willis. Yeah, yeah. Um, they aren't outrageously I'm, priced. Like, okay, I'm looking here, and I could get a Willis and a Zimmerman super rare for about 2.5 all in. I could get Drewacy if I really wanted to for another 3 ETH. I could buy an all-star an all-star super rare or America super rare whatever team all in for like five or seven ETH. And yeah. I I'm, I mean that's like going for like big boys. That's not even farting about and actually doing the business of scouting. If you if you wanted to like go for the OG buying at the top, you know, got the potential to win the, the MLS Cup and go all the way, Philadelphia Union, um, and buying Andre Blake together with either Elliot or... Uh, Wagner? No, Wagner, probably going to leave, but Jacob uh, Glesnez, is it? I don't know how to pronounce it. I'm awful at pronouncing names. But they're, they're a bit more expensive, probably double the price of the Nashville stack, but they got a shitload of clean sheets and they're both sort of, you know, it's likely they're going to make the playoffs. Andre Blake... Do you know what? This could be something I end up doing because I'm screwed when summer comes and it's January and it's time to get my get my house in order. If I got your man Elliot and Blake, keep price, keep a wee Blake Elliot. I've got an Imbizo as well. Does he does he play? Who? Imbizo. Um, Oliver Imbizo plays for Philadelphia Union. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, potentially. It says he's in the right back. McGlynn. Yeah. Goodbye, wee Jack McGlynn. 
Jack McGlynn's good, but he's a very good young player, but he's mm. potentially... I bought his rare and his uh, a couple of limiteds last season. The trouble is with him, he'll either make the breakthrough and have a cracking season this season, or he'll move to Europe. Oh, go to Venezia or something. Yeah, you just don't know what's going to happen Bologna. with him. Bologna love ruining people, don't they? Yeah, yeah. But he, he is a great player. You know, well worth picking yeah. up. I don't know I... how expensive he is, but... Yeah, he's not too dear. His, his rare coming in about 0.15. But anyway, back to the long-winded point. The Serie A Special Weekly. It's, and they've also got a marketplace event with special Serie A bundles and also people can participate in this. All in all, I think it's quite fun. And it shows like the potential that leagues can get behind these things. Now, I know this is so rare, probably leveraging access that so rare have with their deals with these leagues. But, you know... It shows like you, you, they could be running specials for multiple different leagues at any given time with really fun prizes that you won't get elsewhere. Yeah, no, and that's the, that's one of the things I love about so rare. Um You know, I, mean, I think last year, you know, they've, they've spent a year staffing up, you know, and I think that everybody wanted everything now. I got critical as well. I think everybody sort of reached breaking point sort of end of Q1 last year. And I think, you know, since the World Cup started, maybe a month before the World Cup, it feels like they're just dropping something every day. It may just be like a little UI tweak or something like that. But they're, honestly, everything they're doing at the moment has been brilliant. I find it a little surprising it's Serie A and not um, like one of the leagues that they have full coverage for, like Bundesliga mm. or um, La Liga. Well, because they... They probably just haven't used a lot of stuff. They probably have a lot of these jerseys and tickets that they get each year, but they just maybe have them in the locker and they're going to end up burning their allocation for the season. Do you know? Yeah. That's the way I would look at it. Because I imagine when they send these licenses, it's that they get X amount per season. And maybe they just haven't used it here yet. So it's like, oh shit, we better use that up. You know? Do they have the full license then for Serial? Serial? Ah, why can't I say that name at the moment? Serial. Serial. <laughs> um... They have the rights to use the logo of Syria, so I think they have the full league. Do they? is there a team they, they don't, don't have? They don't have all the teams. Who do they not have? Oh, I don't know off the top of my head, but they oh, definitely don't tonight. have all of the teams. Let's see. Spezia Cremonese, Cremonese, Cremonese. They have Crem- them. Anglais. <laughs> they they have them. Do they? Yeah, oh, maybe, think, maybe I've completely missed a league. <laughs> I have a feeling they have the full league. Maybe they missed a team or something. I'm looking there. Do they have like who else wouldn't they have? Do they, they've both the Milan's, they've Napoli, they've Juventus, they've Lazio, Roma, they've Atlanta, they've Udinese, Fiorentina. Yeah, Lecce. Yeah, maybe you're right, actually. Yeah. Do they have Lecce? They do. I think it's because I don't play Champion Europe, I don't sort of tend to pay huge amounts of attention to that, but sort of more wishful thinking looking at them. It is quite weird seeing bundles below a lot of the cereal. Cereal? What is wrong with me? Cereal <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Seeing them for different players, like there's literally one from each team. It's like the anti stack bundles. <laughs> I've, um, I'm looking there. I haven't bought a bundle in a long time. Do you know one of the first bundles I bought? One of the first things I bought was um, a Juventus bundle with Kulisevsky in it. That's where I got my super rare Kulisevsky. Have you still Seriously? got 
Have you still got him? I have him, and I have Pinscoglio or something. Chiellini was in it. Chiesa was in it, who I sold pretty promptly to kind of fund the whole thing. It was back in those days. And I forget who the other one was. Don't know. Ben Tanker, I think. Did you see the news earlier that Bale's retired? Yep, Gareth Bale gone. Greatest yeah. British player ever, question mark. No, that's Gaza. <laughs> Gaza. You all love him, don't you? All the English. Love yeah. a bit of Gascoigne. I can't say I ever... Like, that was before my time of watching... Yeah, I'm showing football. my age a bit now, aren't I? The 1990 World Cup, I just remember that so well, but... What did he do? Did he score a goal there or something, or...? It was just his breakout tournament. I mean, he'd been been brilliant. Like, you know, he was like the Messi of, like, the late 80s. He was sort of, you know, a young lad dribbling around, but, you know, obviously he wasn't quite screwed together at top right, was he? So, uh, Hmm. you know, he liked to party. He liked to party, Uh, as many of them do. Because I had a quick look at the cards and I thought, I bet you the prices just crumble on bail now. But, uh, and, the you know, people were selling them for a third of the price they were before. But, you know, if ever there was going to be a card that was collectible for a lot of people... Oh, wow, his price graph. Yeah. Look at that. Oh, God, that's a bloodbath. Well, okay, let's look at Limited. 20 quid sold yesterday. And it goes down to 75p today. Yeah. Rare card. Sold. On the 281 euros on the 28th of December, 231 euros seven days ago or six days ago, 231 yeah. euros sold today for 12, 200 quid. Gonzo. Super rares. Last one sold for 700 quid in November. And there's one on the market now for 0.195. They would be doing very well to get that. But maybe the super rares are where the, like, the collectability comes in, you know? Yeah. Uh, you know, win. it's funny, isn't it? Because, you know, as you said, he's probably one of the greatest, you know, British players of all time. You know, if ever cards in on these shores was going to hold its value, you would have thought maybe it's him. But I guess there's a lot of limiteds out there, isn't it? If people yeah. have got love him, exactly. then they've probably already got him. But Exactly. This is the time when the likes of Harry can come in and snipe up some jersey mints or low serial numbers if they want to keep them forever, like the one of and whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I've seen Ronaldo's unique listed for 10 ETH. Really? People know something we don't know. They're about well, to turn on turn on the Saudi league. Well, no, I thought that was... I, I, I was saying that more as in, like, Ronaldo's unique at 10 ETH. Like, oh, is in sorry. I thought you said I think meant super rare. Sorry, no, is is unique. Like, and I'm not quite saying that it's like it's cheap or anything. But this is a card that once sold for like hundreds of thousands. Yeah, like two hundred and something grand, wasn't it? Back whenever, so rare was in the peak of NFT booming and raising billions and whatever else. Ronaldo before he moved back to United or maybe in around then. Now he's off to Al Nasser, Nasser, Al Nasser, um, yeah. And that leads to a couple of questions. Actually, we had a few questions from people. Uh, one was from Marco Sullivan. We've seen people demanding the Saudi Arabian League to be added because CR Seven has moved there. Given how CR Seven should realistically smash every game week there, given the standard of football in that league, 
If so rare, could add the league, should they? You asking me or are you going to go first? I'm asking you. Um, I, I think no, they shouldn't add, add it for one more pl- one player, no matter how great that player is. I would imagine they're trying to tie up with all of the... Basically, it comes down to Opta coverage. So that league has to have Opta coverage up to a certain level. And I think it's level 13. Um, and I think leagues that currently aren't covered by so rare that have level 13 coverage, Saudi Arabia is one of them. So I think Saudi Arabia, Australia, Sweden, maybe Greece. And I think there's another couple. Um, so in theory, yes, they could switch it on. From a business point of view, why would they? They've got to make, it costs extra money to get these licenses. And to get those licenses, they need to make money. So to make money, they need to sign a team, at least one team with the league, which I imagine they'll be trying to do. So there's two ways, right? They either, they do one of two things, right? They either get them and launch them and whatever else. And it's probably Al Nasser or whoever, because they'll have all these big Ronaldo money image rates. I've seen their, um, their, followings was it nep said last week went from like less than a million to over 10 million on different platforms just because ronaldo signed within like days they'll be looking to get paid to pay for ronaldo so would they sign like an nft contract with someone like so rare if they wanted it i think they would in a heartbeat so rare could equally pull the like you know from like a front-running tech business in 2023 they could run this kind of you know the what's the line the 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 moral slash ethic line and not sign with them out of like I don't know, solidarity against their mm-hmm. policies and laws and all that malarkey, we'll say. They get into the weeds. So I don't know. I, basically, I have no idea if they're going to get them. But what I do have is 11 players who also play there. I actually have yeah, a few more. A few, yeah. Just to sort of shout them out. So David Espina, you might remember. Um, he plays at Al Nasser. We have... Alvaro Gonzalez, remember Neymar's men- nemesis? Yeah, yeah. Collins Fai. We have Ahmed Helgazi. Higazi, sorry, played up, was it West Brom? I remember having him in FPL a couple of times. Gislian Conan. Ever Benega, who I imagine, I'm going to guess, I'm going to imagine that he slays. Ever Benega used to be a weapon on Football Index. Um. Here, whatever happened to Eze Savanier? Have they still not got Montpellier? Speaking of, like, FI weapons. Um, Luis Gustavo, Gregors Krychowiak, Vincent Abubakar, the guy who got the red card um, when they beat Brazil in the World Cup and he took his shirt off. Musa Morega. Mateus Pereira. Are these all guys you've got? No, these are all just guys you oh, play. Oh, sorry, I thought, bloody hell, he's got every single player no. that's got a red X. <laughs> You know, you were thinking John knows something. No, these are <laughs> reputed. These are like names that you might know who play in Saudi. Because you said it's like getting the league for one player, right? And I took that personally. So I've went and I've listed a load of others: Mateus Pereira, um, Taliska, who's been around FIFA for ten years, yeah, Pity Martinez, that's a fair point. Luciano Vieto, Odion Agallo. That's where my list ends. The kind of point is that like. There would be a lot of players there. And do you remember, who was the guy? You might remember this. Who was the guy who was a monster in Asia and moved here and died? Olunga or something. Olunga, I'm going to guess. Yeah, name rings a bell. Olunga. 
Was that I thought he went to China. Or Alunga he... went to Alderheel. Ah, uh, okay, yeah, yeah. In the Stars League. And he slays over there. So anyway, there's my there's there, there's just a thing. I think if they add them, we'll all just buy them and go for it. But I don't know if they add them. Do you, do you, I mean, uh, Cristiano Ronaldo is a great player, but the Saudi league is a lot more competitive now than it used to be. So, yes, I think he'd probably do well there, and he'll score goals because he'll be on penalties, etc. I'm not entirely convinced that he's going to go out there and score hundreds every week because he's you know he's never had that sort of strong base anyway. So he would need to score. Need to have what four, defi- nearly four decisives every game to get those hundreds. You yeah. know, I just, I'm not sure. I'm convinced that at his age he'll do that. I'm also not convinced he'll stay there that long. But yeah, make it make it sick of it very quick. I I just don't know how dominant Al Nasser are in that league. So like, um, are they like mid season or something? Uh, I'm not sure. I don't actually follow. Looks like they yeah. Looks like they're mid-season, right? So they're top of the league on 29 points. They've scored 27 goals and conceded six. So they have conceded the least goals in the league. And they have scored the most. That's where Espina plays, yeah. So they... But Al-Shabaab are also right up there. Like, right up with them. And so, oh, in fact, I lied. Al-Itihad had less goals conceded. My point is that they're up there, but they're they're kind of one of like the top. I'd say they're just like there's like a top four by the looks of it, and they're one of. Oh, yeah. mind you, Taliska is the top scorer in the league with eleven goals through twelve games. So, if Taliska, if it comes, you need a Taliska. Yeah, it's hard enough trying to research the. The Asian leagues, like um, South Korea, where you know you'll have two or three players sometimes with literally exactly the same name in the same team. You know, trying to find them and track and research that was so hard when you started out in platform. It's a lot easier now, mm. you know, mainly because there's a lot of people helping. So trying to work out all of the different names there of all the different players would be a bit of a nightmare. But I guess it's going to be the imports that are going to be the star players anyway. So where Steve also asked, what are our thoughts on the Saudi League not being covered and what are our thoughts at numbers in the Common League of the same? Okay, so there are two questions. We'll move on from the Saudi bit, right? What are your thoughts at the numbers in the Common League are the same as before the Global Cup and not many new players? Um, it doesn't bother me at all. You know, if you read back through the press releases and the information that Sowear released pre the World Cup as they were announcing this, I said all along, this is a branding campaign. The World Cup is about getting this name so rare out there so that, you know, two months, six months, 12 months down the line, when somebody sees the name, they're already familiar with it and it's less of like a, you know, leaping into the unknown. Um, And I think it did that pretty well. You know, it it got the message out there. There was a lot of new people that came in and played the game. Only they'll know exactly how many new real people came in. A couple of people that I've met through sort of Twitter conversations that joined aren't actually playing the Common League anymore. They just went straight in and bought a few limiteds, not only particularly good limiteds. Mm. You know, they said, well, I don't really want to win common cards. I've got loads already. I want to try and win sort of, you know, real cards. So they're actually entering the other ones. So I think probably more of an interesting metric for looking at would be, you know, perhaps um, like All-Star Limited and how they're doing in different leagues 
are they increasing at the moment? Because we can see from looking at on Soro data, um, you know, it has so much information on Soro data. I spend half my day on there, but the charts section they've got on there, you know, you can see that the number of users is still going up. Obviously, it had a massive yeah. surge pre World Cup, but it's still going up at a decent clip. You know, and a lot of those are probably NBA people, but yeah. You know, we went through the 200,000 barrier, what, just before Christmas, you know, we're already up at, what, 210,000, only a week into the new year, so. Yeah, I don't know, I have to say, like, I do agree in terms of, like, you know, if if we look at, let's say, I don't know, what when was the last game week pre, um, I'll find this out in one second, SO5 stats over on SoRare data, when was the last, okay, so, pre um pre global cup game week was like what 322ish looks about right i think it was about 322 320 so in game week 320 there were 113,000 rookie division lineups i imagine that's the common division on sewer data's charts right yeah 113k <clears throat> and in 335 there we'd 109 so like a few a few thousand less like you, you would expect with mass onboarding with six hundred, five hundred thousand, whatever it was, free to play people playing a competition. You, even like if you even say let like if half a million people created accounts, you'd like one percent to stick, would you? Yeah, you would. Yeah, but I even think if one percent stick, is... that's only five k. That's gonna be you're not gonna see that in numbers of this magnitude. Maybe you need I think half of the people that, um, you know, half the leagues aren't even running at the moment. So if, like, yeah, you know, true. a lot of the people, there's like a big German community, if they wanted to play with well, the Bundesliga's not running until the end of the month. So, you know, maybe they want to play it, but maybe they only want to buy Bundesliga cards. And they have been buying cards, but they're not really entering yeah. anything yet. You know, I think it's, you know, really so rare sort of shuts down for christmas and it isn't until sort of probably february where most leagues are up and running again but that's a good point because a lot of people may have got goalkeepers and stuff that aren't even playing yet hmm. the bundesliga guys who were at the world cup or yeah i don't know i i get you i don't know you, you'd expect more but maybe we'll see like a bit of a, a supercharge um as we come later into january you know if they ever do announce that premier league that we keep talking about or if um they turn on some sort of market, but as you say, it's like awareness. I'm sure a lot more people are aware of what so rare is now, and that's. I kinda... think we could get a lot of press over the next couple of weeks if, as anticipated by the whole community, the Premier League drops, um, and it may do, it may not. But regardless of that, um, you know, it's looking positive, and I think that whilst that won't lead to sort of massive numbers straight away again. You know, I think again we'll see sort of a slow burn of like more and more people sort of going up and a little bit of a sort of you know upward spiral in the people coming on board. But Sean wants to know what viable thing would you introduce to so rare to make the user experience better? I'm gonna come straight out and the one thing that needs sorted ASAP is training teams. It's been too long. It's breaking me like the last there's been the last I it was at last Christmas boxing day it was one it was one of these days within the last two weeks where you know when i kind of half remembered my teams late and it was like bollocks <clears throat> going to bed two or three in the morning half cut and it was like the deadline's tomorrow Ugh. sat down banged in a few teams 
and then it was like I have to readjust all my training times and I fell asleep with my like phone like I woke up basically with the training team half built <laughs> now that that's on me right but I think that was the moment where I'm like I've been doing this for two years and most weeks it's just yeah click the button and it confirms most of them but like I don't know, maybe it's just with the Global Cup and Christmas and some leagues not playing and more leagues playing and this playing and whatever. I feel like there's been a lot of rejigging of my training teams over the last few weeks. And I'm at the point now where, worst case, I need you to give me a button that I click and it up, it just throws them all in. Up prioritizing lower scarcity cards. So like all the super rares definitely get trained, all the rares get trained, all the limiteds get trained. And if I don't have any goalkeepers or whatever, can't fill out the end then I'm left with a few limiteds that are on training and I have to go and manually change it. But what would be much better is like an engaging experience around it. Yeah. Um I I think one one week recently they made some change to the UI and it deleted all my training teams. Um I redid them all like a day or so ago or over the weekend. I did hundred and eighty oh, by hand. Soul destroying. <clears throat> It is. I, I reached a point. I, I, I've been a big advocate of training, like of optimal training. So making sure the cards that aren't running at the moment that you want for the next, you know, six months are getting trained as hard as possible. Um, and even I'm starting to fall off the wagon a little bit. And, you know, if I'm falling off the wagon, then something needs to be done. I, I will say that when you log into the new game or go into the new game week, often they're sort of auto filled like a lot of them and you click on the confirm and it will come back and say, you know, like 40 drafts and that's a, you know, I have been sort of taking that easy option recently and just going through those and sort of auto filling them, which is a lot quicker, but um, you know, it's a really a big gallery problem. I think if I had 50 cards doing a few training teams wouldn't bother me at all. But... Probably add to the excitement when you've only got four teams running, you're going to want to build a few more just out of the excitement. Well, exactly. Yeah. I remember yeah. the days when I train in lineups just to get me excited. I think, do you know what I'd love to see? Like, and maybe this is a bit mad, and this is something I've just come up with right now. But imagine, like, the training teams where you've got, like, base amounts of XP that you're going to earn. You know, you've got your base. You're going to earn a bit anyway, okay? Worst comes to worst. But what if there was, like, the training leagues or, like, something where you you put in the team as if it's a team and there's, like, payouts of XP where if you win the training division, the Champion Europe training division, whatever it is, if you win the training division, you get, like, a 2,000 XP dumped on you but like yeah. there's no mad downside but it's another part of the game now that would obviously need tidied up massively and lots of it but like i just wish they could be engaging because at the minute they're a chore yeah but it I does feel like that over the weekend it did my nut trying to do i think i probably spent three hours doing them and that's just yeah. too long but it's not fun now, t- nicholas did tweet about it recently yeah said, i was just let's look i was just looking to see if i could find it because he did mention something that we are going to be announcing or doing something by the end of January. I'm pretty sure it's at the end of January anyway. Mm. It might even be out by the time. that this, Such is the pace they're moving at the minute. It could legitimately out, be out by the time this podcast goes out. Isn't that fun? I love it. Honestly, I, you know, last year, as I said, at the start of last year, I was pretty critical of So Rare that I knew I was trying to be sort of balanced, that I knew they'd recruited a lot of people and it takes a long time to sort of, you know, get people up to speed. But at the moment... It feels like I'm retweeting his tweets mm. every sort of every other day or something, something cracking they've delivered. Yeah. Uh, so praise where it's due. But Sean wants to know: Do you like lasagna? <laughs> I saw that, and I, 
I'm probably going to get a bit of hate from you for this, but lo- love lasagna, can't stand cold. 47 slow. minutes was long enough. It's been a pleasure, guys. <laughs> <laughs> See you later. <laughs> yeah. I actually yeah, had a bang of cold. I had, sorry, I had great service recently. O'Hare's, aka Central, in my local town of Newcastle, I was up home for Christmas, out on Boxing Day, Stephen's Day, I say them both every time, with the boys, getting a bit of soakage in, and I didn't know what to get. There was lasagna, of course it came with coleslaw, lasagna and chips, or there was chicken goujons. And I did that thing, right, that's really annoying when you're out for lunch or dinner with someone. You don't, you don't want to be with that person, and I did it. I went to this the, the the waitress. I was like, I can't decide between two things. I like, I I'll say it how I actually went. I was like, I can't decide between the goujons and the lasagna. What would you get? And she was like, Well, the lasagna is good. It's like this, this, and that. And the goujons are great too. And, and I was like, You're really not helping me here. Can you just surprise me? It's not like you were choosing between two cordon bleu recipes. You know, yeah, where you yeah. weren't quite sure what was in them. It's literally obvious. <laughs> yeah, I just didn't know what I wanted. I was like, well, I'm surprise exactly the same. me. And she nailed the assignment. She didn't only surprise me once. So she surprised me in the best possible way. She got me the lasagna, but threw a goujon on. Oh, cheeky. Isn't that service? Yeah. So anyway, that was the last time I've been giving her a bit of Nellis charm. Ah, sure, I try my best, you know yourself. (laughs) But um, anyway, another couple of questions. And we will have, have something else I want to do with you before we go as well. This one's from Swiss Mafia. How do you feel about the apes starting a yacht club and not inviting you? Do you think they'll still be bored <laughs> if they played so rare? <laughs> if, if apes were a lot cheaper, like a thousand times cheaper, I might get one. But yeah, now I feel left out. What is the floor on an ape these days? I don't know. The mutant ones. Which Ask think, Alex. <laughs> yeah, he's got one, hasn't he? But um, a lot so I nearly bought one at five eighth but i couldn't get the money to go through i nearly bought a mutant ape at five eighth yeah it's yeah. interesting how these projects i mean like you know the nft market's in a Jeez. world of pain still isn't it but um floor 19.7 think... is that the floor on a mutant a mutant just sold for 18.8 yeah yeah i can think of better things to do with eighteen thousand pounds you're not a fan then I think I think actually I think it's a good project and they've done lots of good stuff, but I'm not entirely sure where they can go from here. But you know, everybody's been talking about the metaverse over the last sort of six months. There've been so many projects and stuff like that that people, you know, and it's how do you make that a reality? But mm. I think the the market, the global recession has got to end before that sort of stuff comes to light. But I bore you. Sorry, a board ape sold for 86 ETH five hours ago. God, that's <coughs> money, isn't it? But yeah. if, if I had shitloads of money, yes, I'd probably buy one. But... Do you know what the real flex is now? People who spend 105 ETH on an ape at the minute. Like, people who don't buy a floor ape. Oh, is that the flex? I don't know, I'm saying it is. I could trade my whole gallery for an ape. <clears throat> nice. Imagine the I don't status. Think the content would be just good, John. <laughs> Imagine the status. How yeah. fun would it just be? Literally talking about a single ape like NFT every single podcast. Yeah. <laughs> and then, I, yeah, yeah, getting a tattooed on me and all, getting some trainers made. Oh, anyway. look what I can see over your left shoulder. I can nice, see. Your, yeah. Is that the 100,000? Nice. That's the Did you get a quarter of a million one? 
No, it's a hundred thousand and a million. I found it staggering, like the amount of attention and content that you've delivered over the last two months. I've known you for, I guess, sort of coming on to three years now because I was mm. on a couple. Of you were there from the the OG content. Yeah, yeah, and. Looking at the numbers, I think it was Alex Emery t- tweeted them like after the World Cup that you were the yeah. most watched, like content producer during the World Cup. Ridiculous! What was it like? Hundred million views or near there? I mean, across across like the platforms, I think it was like four hundred million or something. That's just absurd. But it's short views, so they're a bit different than long form. But it's still, it's still, it's still got still, your face in, you know, yeah. isn't it? It's still like impressions. I find it's, yeah, it's absurd, but uh, congratulations anyway. Oh, thank you. It is. It's weird. I don't know if it, I got I got recognised again in public, which is weird. It's only happened now. I think that was the third time. It's fucking it happened weird. when I was with you at the West Ham game last summer. That was. Do you remember? That was like okay. Then it's the, that was the fourth time. Yeah. yeah, that was actually a so rare player though. Yeah, he was. Yeah, Jay and he wanted Brands. a selfie. Yeah, 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 that was cool. No, it was really weird. This is, like, yeah, I won't talk too long on it because it's a wee bit weird, but I suppose I'm going through that transition of people recognising you and it's a weird thing. But I was going into like a, a restaurant in Cork like a week ago and I opened the door and the guy who I'd opened the door for walking out, you know when someone walks past you, they go thanks mate and they'll put their head down and walk. He thanks mate at me but maintained eye contact and an inquisitive look as he walked right the way past me. Yeah. And I was kind of like, Oh, is this my no, ego he... is this me saying that he you know and then he said he's like oh lad I watch your YouTube stuff things of the content blah, blah, blah. and I was like fucking ah cool blah, blah. but it was just weird and I was with my girlfriend as well so I secretly loved it but it's also <laughs> you just don't know what to say it's fucking strange but anyway yeah the plaque's there yeah. so I need to get to a million to get another one Um, right one more question or two maybe Morky will they ever start a shitular league as proposed by uh, Andy Black, where the lowest scores win, and if not, is that a great angle? A third-party platform should be taken advantage advantage of. Black says, "Give me shitulers or give me death." Um, shitulers as an idea is an is something that Andy Black and and the gang have kind of played with for a while. Where, in a nutshell, it's about picking players that play but score terribly, and then if your player scores zero you get a hundred so you can't just pick dmps you have to pick guys who'll play yeah it's a really fun game but i think the wider question is more about like could so rare play around with stuff like that like a sub competition where only think, players who score as a it, yeah. sub count or the super sub weekly calling it yeah that's a nice name the super sub weekly Pick four goalkeeper doesn't count because goalkeepers don't usually sub. Pick four players. They have to come on as a sub to score. If they start the game, they 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 score zeros. Um, they DMP essentially. It needs to be a sub score. I mean, I've got loads of cards that would probably do quite well in that. <laughs> and then the cards you can win can be DMPs. And like shit cards no one wants because you're picking them up. Well, Verts is back now, isn't he? Yeah. Who's a decent DMP now? I can't think of any. Ah, there'll be some. Yeah, there's always one, isn't there? Yeah. There's always a few. Um, will they do it? They will never say never. But would I like them to do it? Yeah, probably because it suits my gallery. <laughs> yeah, it'd be like, it'd be fun. Like again, it's about yeah. fun, you know. Yeah. Um, it's funny if you go to the Liverpool page now on Surreal Data, Cody Gakpo is their best player apparently. 
Oh, because of all these carries all the data across from PSG. Um, yes, PSV. PSV, yeah. yeah. I'm actually interested to see if YNWA has snapped up a ton of Gakbos. He's got to have already had one, surely. Under 23 eligible. How many Gakbos has he nabbed up? He won't want to not have the unique. He has to have a Gakbo for those lineups. Has he not got Gakbo? I don't know. I don't. I can't see one. Maybe he. Oh, I, I, I bet you he's still showing on so rare under the old team. Let me see. We'll find this here now. We'll go into players. Gakbo. He has no Gakbo. Really? He has no Gakbo. He's still Maybe buying them. He's he spent a fair bit of ETH there. Oh, Pedro Poro. He's getting out of that. Anyway, um, I wanted to talk to you about something. Speaking of Gakbo, um, basically, I'm going to call this segment Fair Warning. I was listening to Andy Laird and PSU, as I mentioned, talking. And they were talking about how many big performing under-23s drop out. And there's quite a few. And I wanted to go in and have a little look at some of them. So let me just ping a few up here on my screen. I'm going to have to double check all these. But like, imagine if they're 22 at the minute, they won't be falling out. But like, Carlo Holtz is falling out. Mbappe, falling out. Cody Gakbo, falling out. Pretty sure Rafa Leao falls out and I'm pretty sure Trent falls out. Because I have them. So that, that, But I'm not looking at them in front of me. Diogo Dalot falls out. Probably doesn't affect many people. Enzo Lafay doesn't. Valverde falls out. Um, let's see. Ryan Porteous, does he? Porteous falls out. Koku, maybe? No, Koku. Jeez, Koku's young, man. He's got till 2025. He'll get a transfer, though. Sotalo's fine. I'm not going to go through everyone, right? Schlotterbeck is fine. But my point is, Reinders falls out. Oshman probably falls out. It's more that like people need to like think of that. But I don't really know what to do because how I many of those like, players have you got? Oh, I've got a few. I'm I'm fucked. Of the I'm, players that players that are raging out. Yeah, I think I've got quite a few. I think I'm fucked. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm in trouble. <laughs> I'm in a bad place. Have you got <laughs> Bellingham? <coughs> yeah. <coughs> so I've got Gakbo. Who's aging out and at Liverpool? Um, I'm gonna try and find expensive ones, like whatever about the the lower ones. I've got Vinny Junior. He's okay for another year, I think. Um, Jada, doesn't he fall out? Diogo. Um, yeah, Jada from Celtic. Oh, the Celtic one. Um, Do you know who is a player who needs to come back and they need to start playing? Umar Sole. He's a guy I'm missing. Zion Fleming, I think, ages out. What about Getz and Fernandez? Who looks like he's rediscovered his form. He ages out. And he had a bad appearance last time. Um, Ramos, Bellingham are okay. Odegaard probably ages out, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah, the, fuck, there is a, there's a lot, actually. I I, I, actually, I heard them mentioning it a week or so ago. Or... I'm sort of listening to them a bit out of order at the moment, but um, there is a lot of players that are raging out, and it's going to be very interesting yeah. to see which ones 
you sort of replace them with. I think Bellingham is probably going to become a must-have. Sorry, you want to play U23. Akimi's gone. Donnarumma's gone. Trent's gone. So. What about Timber? Timber's probably too young, isn't he? Yeah, no, he is. He's twenty-one. Okay. Enzo uh, Lafay, I think he could become a key, especially if he yeah, gets a, a decent move. He's been brilliant. Quality. He's proper quality. And it's nice to see Cherky getting some game time. It is, yeah. And I think back-to-back as well, he's had a couple of games, hasn't he, as well? So yeah, and he can... suits the Matrix. He does, although I looked on there and I was expecting to see... I was looking at his um, sofa score stats and I was expecting to see loads of dribbles, you know, even if he didn't win them all, mm. I was expecting a few of them. And he didn't have that many. Yeah, yeah he's, a, he's a gorgeous player to watch. Like, he picks it up in attack by the looks of it. Well, maybe I'm just looking at two scores, right? So, in his 77, which had a 17.4 AA, 18.5 of that was in the attack sort of section. And in his 59 score, of which 24 was AA, 19 points of AA, or 19 points of it came from attack. Not much in possession, as you would expect. He's a forward um, card as well, isn't he? Or maybe even in general. He is a forward, yeah. Um, I have the old Mathis Cherky, but he suits that matrix. If he can, if he can nail down that role and get decisives every second, every third week, he'll be an absolute beast. It's just one of those where it's like, it's funny because you know what it feels like. It feels like Cherky's been around forever, and we all overhyped him, and he didn't make it. When really, he was sixteen when we were hyping him. So now he's just coming to that age where you'd half expect someone to maybe start to half break out. And even if he doesn't break out for two years, he's still going to be 21. That's the mad thing when you go for the Cherkies and the Makokus and the whatever else is. Rafaliai ages out. Safanov ages out. Do you think the prices on those guys are going to, like, tie out? Like, I was listening to... Um... What's Quinny's show called? And um, M product, yeah. And they were talking about this as well on there. And they were saying, you know, when's the optimal time to sell U23 if you want to get out, if you just play U23? Mm. And I think you probably missed the boat on it already. I think so. Uh, most most people will have already sort of offloaded them if they want to offload them, and their price will probably, you know, go down a little bit between now and the end of the year. But the fact is, a lot of them are just really good players, and they're still mm. going to be useful, just not in U23. I'm going to throw something out here in terms of the So Rare Data plug for the week. So So Rare Data bring this podcast to you. Thank you, So Rare Data. I recorded a video that'll be going out in the next week or two on my channel about their watch lists. I couldn't believe how underused they are and how much I underuse them. I don't know if you use them, but one of the features they have is... Are you on So Rare Data right now? I am. See if you go to watch lists and then go down to public watch lists and look up SRR1... Or no, wait there, no, it wasn't here. Someone else did this. Did I follow it? Someone's made a public watch list. Yes, last year under 23 is what it's called. So this was players who I think last season was their last... No, th- these are players who this season is their last year of under 23. Um, I can probably share this with people, but it won't look great. Um, But if you're, if you're watching this on YouTube, you know, even if I'm in your pocket, take me out and I'll show you. So... This is a last year under 23 public watch list. I don't know if you found that, Monkey. What's it called? Last year U20, U23. If you search, it should come up. 
Yeah, got it. Right? There's 25 players there. We've got our Mbappes, Veermans, Jottas, Koundes, Darwin Nunes, Apamecanos. There's so many here I haven't even mentioned. Ronald Araujo. Oh, we're so screwed. Moussa Diaby. Um, Mauro Jr. Mihailovic. Right. See if you click on prices. You can look at the average price or the cumulative value. So let's look at the cumulative value of these cards over the last year. And you can see at each scarcity what's happened. So let's say in the summer, which we would have peaked on the 7th of July this year, you would have bought one of each of these 25 under 23s for 8.4 ETH. Right now you'd get them all for 2.9. Um, now obviously there's other market factors and things that come into play, but using these watch lists you can look at how like a class of player is tracking so last year under 23 there is one example another example is like champion europe players you can go and have a look at how like champion europe players as a whole have tracked over the last six or eight months um so yeah that was that was a use of so rare data that i didn't know about until earlier this week when i recorded the video so if you want to give so rare data a go Click the link in the description. I'll get paid if you do. And use the sign-up referral, John Nellis. Monkey, do you use so rare data? Yeah, I probably use it more than Google, which probably should I'm be I'm not even slogan. joking. Yeah, neither yeah. am I. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Literally, it defaults. I just leave it open as a tab on you know my laptop, on my mm. desktop, on my phone. So it literally is constantly open. Mm. And, you know, whereas in the past, you know, before... Or a year or so ago, if I was playing on a different platform and I wanted to search a player, I'd go to Google. Now I'd just go to Soro Data. So, you know, I don't know. I, I, it's the type of thing that if you're not using it, maybe you think, oh, I don't know whether I'd use it. And once you start using it, you don't know how you could ever do without it. So, yeah, yeah it's brilliant. They yeah. just keep releasing more stuff. I love the fact with the watch lists, what I do like doing actually is when you create a watch list, it's then easy to go and have a look on the app. So like, all weekend, I'll spend you know time on the app, looking at how my players are doing, how my teams are doing. But you can flick across to watch lists, and you can pull all of that data just on your phone as well, now, mm. as well yeah. as most of the other stuff. But yeah, yeah, most of it's on the app now, which is great. So I'd recommend getting the app. But um, yes, so rare data, check it out. Um, but the watch list, I, I didn't, I really didn't. I've I've been massively underusing them. Um, Right, is there any other topics I wanted to have a look at? Oh, just you you have a pet peeve we'll have a laugh about and then we'll, <laughs> we'll we'll say goodbye. Something's been pissing you off recently. It has, yeah. I've been trying to buy a few more super rares and I always knew that, you know, especially decent super rares, people put absurd prices on, you know, prices they're never going to get. And I, in the back of my mind, I'm always thinking, well, why even bother? You know, are you hoping that some buffoon comes on with like millions <gasps> to spend and just like does it? Speaking of buffoons with millions to spend, I got really? called out. Really? Who by? Oh my god, people are going to love this. Sorry for asking you about your... We're going to come back, but I got called out. So, people may or may not remember, a few weeks ago, a month ago, two months ago, I essentially called out or called J.R. Duke an idiot on the podcast or on YouTube or something. I basically said... This Egypt bought my Rodrigo for six ETH. And like, I'd bought it a week or two before for like two ETH. 
And I vaguely remember that. It's yeah, never yeah. went for that again. I was like, just come in and massively overpaid. What an idiot, right? <laughs> Thinking it was one of these like nameless accounts or faceless accounts that no one ever ever speaks to. They're just one of these wheels that come in with hundreds of ETH, right? I forgot about the name, forgot about it, right? <laughs> and then I sent an offer for one of their uniques. Uh, it was Sanyang, just like it was. Uh, he plays in like second division of France. Need a forward, whatever. Seen him scores all right, and he was looked pretty cheap. Anyway, I sent the offer, and I got this in return. Hey John, thanks for your offer to buy Sanyang. I really don't want to sell it for 0.65 ETH. I don't want to become a mockery on YouTube again because of stupid sales. <laughs> Joking aside, you were already right. My deal back then was stupid, and your video was cool. Since then, we've learned a bit, made slightly better deals, and also built up quite a nice gallery. Anyway, for 0.9 ETH, I would sell to you. Cheers, J.R. Duke. And I was, I was mortified. As I was. Well, at I'd least gone. that's kind of a nice, you know, that's a nice reply. You know, yeah. you could have just said, I'm not selling to you because you're a dick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, uh, I just said, that was more than deserved in my end. I was like, sorry about that. <laughs> that offer was madness. <laughs> I'll have a think. Bye-bye. Um, but fair play to Jared Duke. Took it, took it in his or her stride, and, and we, I had a bit of a laugh about it, and I'm sure people are laughing. I, I proper cringe. I was like, oh, what have I done? Anyway, you don't know why people list super rares too much. Buffoons might overpay is what led me to that. Well, yeah, because... You know, trying to buy super rares at the moment. I look at a player. You you know, you scroll down the list, and I think generally, you know, good ones you pay five times their rare price. Generally, you're looking at three and a half times, unless it's a goalkeeper, which is you know a lower multiple than that. So if a car, if their rare card is worth 0.1, say, so not a great, you know, card, average run of the mill card, and someone's listed their super rare at 1.5 ETH. Mm. I'm just put off contacting full stop. I don't, don't even bother. I think, well, I'll move on to the next player, you know, or move on to the next manager, someone that's actually, and yeah. I'm more likely to actually chase someone who hasn't got their card listed. Where do you fall on this? So I'm probably that guy who has it listed for one and a half ETH, and I'll tell you <laughs> why, right? I almost wish I could tag my cards as interested in a sale. Because I'll put it basically what I want to do is maybe this is just wrong. I think it is wrong. I want to kind of go like, let's say I have my super rare Rafa Leao, who at the minute probably makes sense to offload, runs out of under 23, scoring all right at the minute, rare at about 1.5. I think about you know, you go three eighth, but he's under 23, he's an elite player, six eighth, let's call the super rare, something like that. If I list him at 6 ETH, which you might disagree is a fair valuation, but I'm just kind of going 4x the rare because it's a, it's a premium player. That Generally, it works kind of like that. Um, that said, though, there are 17 supers instead of maybe like less than 10. Anyway, if I list it for 5, if I list it for 6, and you go, I like that price, and you come in and buy it, it's almost just anchoring. It's like I've just given the game up. I've given away what I'm hopeful like I've given the game away. It gave advantage buyer. Whereas if I come in and I list it for eight and a half, and I then can go, okay, even list this for seven days, because regardless of what changes, eight and a half is a good price. It lets me basically show the market I'm interested in selling him. Let's have a conversation, is the way I look at it. 
as opposed to I think he's worth eight and a half ETH. But maybe that's just me being a numpty. What does piss me off because I, that's because that's how I think. If I see someone list a card for more than I think it's worth, like that's never worth that. Like I was trying to grab a couple of uniques off Pavel recently, and as I asked two or three different sources who are wheels, like what would be fair for these? I'm not too great at unique shopping, and he was like double what they all said, but he had them listed at like triple. And I went in and he wanted double, even though I offered him what everyone thought was remotely fair. And I even added a bit. And he was like, no, I still... What pisses me off is whenever they list them for stupid and you come in at fair and then they still want stupid. That's the annoying bit. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. I think it does put me off. I think we like, with Rafael Leao, and I think if they're a premium player, a desirable player, that, you know, lots of people would want that card, then I get it. You know, because, you know, anything could happen. Someone could come on board mm. and spend shitloads of money. But when it's just like some random guy who hasn't played in like, you know, a year and a half and, you know, he's just sitting there, why bother to list him for such a high price? But yeah. Maybe I'm shopping at the, the arse end of the market and I need yeah. to shop at the realistic end. But you're, you're probably right. Like, even I look at my, I'm listing Gakpo at the minute, right? His floor is 1.22. But. And then like 1.25, 1.29. I have a this season card with the 5% bonus and all the rest, right? And I look at that and I go, well, I don't even really care if I hang on to him. It's the starting of a Liverpool stack with Trent, who's about DH out, Gakpo, age out, whatever else. But it's like, I could come in and list him at like 1.25, maybe get a nibble. But I've kind of went at like 1.4 with the logic that, the first person that wants this season's card will come straight to me because I'm the cheapest one of those on the market. Yeah, then, I think that's a bit different because I, yeah. I would do exactly the same um, with the new season cards. And often as well, if you're not desperate to sell him, I'll put it, I won't put it as the million, minimum on the market. Mm. I think because, you know, if I keep him, I can use him this weekend. Otherwise, if he sells, he sells, but I don't want to sell him for cheap. So I get that. he got some reasonably good players for sale. Yeah, I'm trying to ship a few to get better super rares. Or Lewandowski, yeah, that was a pretty good um, haul you had. Was that last week or the week after? Week. It was last week, I think, I got the Lewandowski, Mark Bartra and Mazraoui. Yeah, no, that was a pretty decent haul. Yeah, especially with Gakpo, like a week or two ago as well. So I'm trying to think, like, if I could sell Lewandowski and Gakpo and get, like, two and a half ETH or something, plus my balance, plus maybe one or two others, I'm up around sort of four, four ETH. And when you're up in that range, you can actually legitimately just go and buy a unique, which is nice. So oh, you got Benson for sale. He's he's actually a card I'm looking at buying. Oh, look at this! I give you a good price. I give you give you love price. <laughs> I give you group price. Let me see what's it. See again, he's one I've probably overpriced in terms of like. Let me see what's it? What's his mm-hmm. floor? Manuel Benson. Oh, there's not many of them. It's, well, there actually are quite a few. That's only. Yeah, he had an auction that went for 0.1572 days ago. All right, let me just cut this a wee bit. Not point. Point 0.168 we'll go for. Undercutting the other lads a wee bit and having a bit of fun while we're at it. But here's one for you, last piece of drama. Um, Joe Felix apparently to Chelsea looking half done. On a loan. Have you got him? I do. Is rare or rare? Yeah. 
Do you think he plays there? Like, <coughs> reliably? Uh, reliably is the word, isn't it? I think they are... I've, I've seen Ornstein tweeted. Is he, like, reputable? Yeah, he is, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, and Romano said it an hour ago. Final details. Joe's accepted it. Oh, my goodness. That's big. So, Felix to Chelsea is a big move. I thought that was Man United. Literally, Man United, everyone they go after is going to someone else. Mm. So, Felix to Chelsea, right? I've seen a tweet today. I've seen a few of these tweets recently about all Chelsea's injured players. They're actually a bit screwed. Let me see. Can I see it? Oh, this is one. So, you can nearly make an 11 out of players they've injured right now. Sterling, Broja, Pulisic, Mount, Loftus-Cheek, James, Chilwell... If we go over to maybe the FPL site, or maybe actually, I could probably do so rare data. I don't know if they have this information on Premier League clubs yet. Um, Chelsea. Okay, so in terms of attacker, like Broja is out. Kante, Loftus Cheek, Pulisic, apparently Sterling, but he's not flagged on FPL. Maybe he's back. I think Felix. He plays, but does he play as much as you need him to play for SO5? To watch your dilemma, sell or keep? Is that the oh, dilemma? no, keep him. I'm keeping him. Definitely keeping him. Yeah, I think he's a cracking player. but Yeah, I think he's brilliant. I think he's a guy who has just been stifled by Simeone. Simeone. What the fuck? I've just had a brain fart. Simeone. Yeah, I just had a brain I nearly called him like Simone, Timon and Pumba. Um, <laughs> so... <laughs> I think it's that's time to go. I think Felix is a a, a belter player. Like, did he was it Portugal? He played really well with two assists yeah. in the Switzerland game. He got a goal against Ghana. But like, even he's a fantastic player. He definitely, you know, hasn't been used right at uh, Simeone with Simeone in Atletico Madrid. Um, <coughs> I don't know. Is, is no. it, in the perfect world, you want him to go to somewhere like Ajax, don't you? Or PSV, somewhere like that, where he would just... No, would he? He's too much of a superstar now. But he's that good that you know at that level he would be a lock starter and he would be delivering every week. Yeah. No, but what will be really interesting, what I like, I like that there's been movement. I like that he's not just at Atletico and still waiting, chilling. I like that it's like, okay, we're movement, chaos for six months, let's see what happens. Then he'll go back to Atletico at the end of the loan and then maybe Chelsea will try and make something permanent or someone else will come in for him. I like that. His price like hasn't that. moved at all, really. Yeah, I think a lot of people... I, th- I think this is... I think people like, knew he was going to move somewhere, didn't they? The thing is, like where he was, he was he was pretty much unplayable anyway from a rare perspective. Like, in and out, rotated, substitute, kneeled down a wee bit more recently, maybe. Maybe not even, when you actually look at it. Yeah, like, he, he wasn't playable because of all his substitute appearances and lack of goals, maybe. But now it's like... I think this is just instantly like he could be legitimately playable very soon. Yeah. When Moon paid, guess how much he paid for his unique only a month ago? I've had to guess. Oh, yeah. God. 48 or something. No, 15. 15? Yeah. Jeez, I'm way off, aren't I? Yeah. I just, I don't know where I pulled that from, to be honest with you. I seen Gonzalo Ramos went for like eight. Well, Felix was never going to be five of Gonzalo Ramos. Yeah, I, I just that shows like uniques 
I'd, I'd be interested people at home playing along what they guessed value and uniques isn't fun it's not something that's like no it's tough at least with unless you dabble in that world rage. pardon Sorry, unless you dabble in that world like if well you... exactly yeah but at least with super rares you have like a you know the anchor point is rares but then when you go up to decent super rares the prices can be multiples more mm. so it's just so hard it's like yeah yeah the thing with the uniques that i find really hard is like it's it's however, however much they want if they say no it's no <laughs> it's like you know there aren't enough for them that you can kind of bounce them off or you'll get one off someone else it's like I want X. Well, he's not worth that. He's worth Y. Well, I want X. Yeah, but he's not worth that. Oh, well, I don't care. Okay. So you just have to go and try for someone else. <laughs> it's like, do, you, do you buy any off the market? Or do you just literally sort of try and negotiate with people? The only ones I got were in negotiating with people. I've been hovering around auctions at the minute, keeping my eye out for guys who would suit me. It's a very long and patient game that I'm not very good at. And then what I am finding is I keep seeing these stories of how on earth did such and such as unique go for this? Absolute madness. And you look at it and it's like, yeah, that's absolute madness. I'd have paid double that. Um, but then whenever I'm actually there trying to buy these guys, like, again, maybe Gonzalo Ramos wasn't the right one because he was he was going to go for a pretty penny. I come in and he ended up going for 7.49 ETH. I think I had about five in my head that I'd pay. And I, I bid five, and they're going for seven point four nine. Now he's listed for ten. That's just like okay, well he's gone. Um, they're hard, because you need to be really patient, or you need to have money. You probably need. I think it's only recently they've started auctioning. I, th- I guess with a view to, um, unique capped. They've only started. I've noticed I, I very rarely even look at their auctions because you know it's just mm-hmm. like another world for me. But I had a quick look earlier and they had a couple of players on there who aren't, you know, one of them has literally only just got into the team. You know, they're not amazing players. Um, I just thought it was quite interesting that they're starting to release a few players with lower L uh, lower L 15s. But yeah, I think it used to be like you need a a consistent run of like a decent like a a, a green number, like a dark mm. green number. Whereas now it seems to be like like this Mohamed Sanko is there, yeah. and this is one where maybe in two hours I go and stick a bit at it. Don't even know who Mohamed Sanko is, other than he's eight hundred grand transfer marked. Grabbed a goal for Vitesse, or I don't know. I assume he got a decisive. He scored sixty five. He got a goal. Yeah, he scored. Yeah, but like that's an under 23, 18 year old unique. He only played eight minutes though. To be fair, yeah, it's like I'm probably not going there. It's um, but to be fair, people have been asking for this sort of stuff for ages. That the only yeah. super, the only uniques they auctioned were the really yeah. Now you can ones. scout. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If anything, they probably need to increase the rate of unique auctions because at the moment, looking on there, there's like seven of them. The problem is they need the wheels to be able to feed and buy these and compete and pump up prices the minute their wallets run dry. But there'll be loads of people that... Buy them. Loads of people like you, really, that are looking to buy either their first or fifth to build a team and they want they don't want to spend 10, 15 ETH. They want a guy that's solid, that won't ruin their teams, plays every week, he's maybe only got a yeah. You know, an L15 of 45, just so they can then do the team. And in the past, those those kind of players weren't really auctioned, but I can see they've got at least a couple up here now. So mm. maybe it'll change. Maybe it will. But anyway, but yeah, we've been going on a fair while. I don't want to... Yeah, I need a bounce. Um, we'll, we'll go, but I suppose people can find you at SR Monkey on most things. 
Um, yeah, SR Monkey on So Rare, So Rare Monkey on uh, Twitter. Those are the main two things at the moment. But uh, some other git's got the um, the handle SR Monkey. So oh. I'll get it off on Monday. Bastard. When I'm big time like you. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, no, it's been really enjoyable. Thanks for having me. See ya.